It's as close to time travel as we're going to get. This Week in Music History with Marty Miller. Well, hello there. Hope you had a nice Easter. Let's get ready to do this then. This is the week of April 10th until 14th in music history. In the 1950s, we met some actual rock and roll royalty this week. 1970, it was all over for the Fab Four. Officially, this week, Paul McCartney pulled the plug. Or so they say. And in 2000, Metallica were battling the net. All between April 10th and 14th. Zipping through a week in a matter of minutes. This Week in Music History, the podcast. So 1970s, where we'll start when 27-year-old Paul McCartney issues a press release announcing that the Beatles had split. Of course, this was all one week before the release of his first ever solo album. In April 1970, McCartney made his departure from the Beatles official. He says himself, it, uh, for personal differences and business differences and, and uh, for musical differences, for, for those reasons. But I would think that it's because um, he wants to find out who he is himself and whether he can do what he wants to do. Meanwhile, jumping forward six years to 1976 and Peter Frampton was number one with the brilliant Frampton Comes Alive, one of the biggest selling live albums in rock history. And while we're talking about huge albums and huge number ones, 1982 was when Iron Maiden scored their first ever UK number one, the brilliance of The Number of the Beast. That album there was the first to feature Bruce Dickinson. It was the third album for Maiden. In 1977, Alice Cooper played to an audience of 40,000 in Sydney, Australia. Now, you might be going, eh, that's, that's pretty decent. Did you know that in 1977, it was the largest crowd to attend a rock concert in the whole country's history? It sounded like this. The start of Britpop 1994, Oasis gave us their first single ever, the brilliant Supersonic. supersonic. This week in music history, the podcast. In 2014 this week, Nirvana were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. R.E.M.'s Michael Stipe doing the honours. Dave Grohl said, we were dropouts, making minimum wage, listening to vinyl emulating our heroes, Ian Mackay, Little Richard, getting high, sleeping in vans, never expecting the world to notice. How about that rock and roll royalty? 1954. Bill Haley records Rock Around the Clock in New York City. This was the song that put rock and roll on the map and changed everything. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Many, many, many years later in 2000. It seems like so much longer ago than that, though. Metallica were filing a suit against a company called Napster and also Yale University, the University of Southern California and Indiana University. University for copyright infringement. Using a PC to download music is one of the hottest of today's computer trends, and that has the recording companies up in arms and heading to court. At the center of their dispute is a music sharing internet service known as Napster. Zipping through a week in a matter of minutes. This week in music history, the
the podcast. In 2016 this week, a US court ruled that Robert Plant and Jimmy Page of Led Zeppelin must face trial in a copyright plagiarism row over the song Stairway to Heaven. Now, this was all to do with a band called Spirit who played the same bill as Led Zeppelin in the 60s and claim that they should be given a writing credit on the track Stairway because they had a song called Taurus, which they said Stairway sounded very much like. You judge. By the way, Zeppelin were found not guilty at the end of all of that. This week in 1979, Thin Lizzy gave us their ninth studio album, Black Rose. It was the album that featured Gary Moore. On the album was a song called Sarah, which many said, well, should this be on a Thin Lizzy album? Because apparently it wasn't meant to be. It was for Philo's first solo effort. To change my world, my Sarah. 2009 we go when 68-year-old US music producer Phil Spector is convicted of murder. His victim, the actress Lana Clarkson, had had been a five-month trial. The court stuff sounded like this. The term uh, required by law, 15 years to life on his conviction for uh, second-degree murder. Court selects the presumptive midterm of four years for a total of 19 years. In 2012, five of Tom Petty's guitars were stolen from a soundstage in California where Tom and his band, the Heartbreakers, were rehearsing for their worldwide tour. The guitars were recovered in a pawn shop a week later. Investigating officers said... I'm extremely pleased to tell you that yesterday we learned that one of the guitars had been sold at a pawn shop in Hollywood. Officers from our department responded to the pawn shop and recovered the stolen guitar. Do you know the way they say fame suits some people and others it does not? Well, David Bowie gave the world Starman as a single in the UK this very week in 1972. It always struck me that fame suited David Bowie. From one of his very early interviews... Uh, I seem to draw a lot of fan visits out of people. A lot of fan mail I get. A lot of it is awfully nice. I mean, they, they say... Um, How's your baby and how's your wife and what's your mum's name and things like that. And look, but some of them are worth framing. Can you tell us the one or two of the framed ones? No, I couldn't really. No, they really are quite heavy. <laughs> <laughs> heavy duty letters, they are. In 1975, there was all sorts of rumours doing the rounds. It could be Jimmy Page, it could be Steve Marriott, it could even be our own Rory Gallagher that would replace Mick Taylor as guitarist in The Stones. However, it turned out to be Ronnie Wood of The Faces. And Ronnie's first show, a freebie on a truck rolling down Fifth Avenue, New York City. The Stones didn't want to break up the faces. They didn't want to say, hey, Woody, you know, leave that lot, come with us. Unbelievable, said one young woman walking down the street. It's really them. Without notice or free publicity, the Rolling Stones rolled down Fifth Avenue towards the Fifth oh, Avenue man. Hotel, where they were to hold a news conference. It had to be the first time the Stones had given a concert from the back of a flatbed truck, and one of the few they give for free. And that is a look at This Week in Music History from April 10th to April 14th. We do it every single day on the website, nova.ie. We do it every single day in audio form on the radio station, on Radio Nova. Or you can just continue to enjoy the little podcast, which in less than 10 minutes is a week of time travel. This Week in Music History. A week in less than 10 minutes.